Welcome to day 331 of Shaped by the Word, season three, the story of the prophets. I'm Matt here with David and Katie, and we're continuing our way through um, Ezekiel's vision of the restoration. Uh, we're picking up in Ezekiel 45 today, and uh, we've seen the, the temple restored, the priesthood restored, and, and now we come to a, a place where we're going to see um, these, these kind of sacred districts or these areas of, um, of service and, and work being restored, followed by this, this we've met him several times already, but this kind of prince-like figure, you know, or some would say he's a messiah-like figure in the prince. We're not quite sure mm-hmm. who's envisioned here, but we're going to meet um, the prince, uh, along with this call back to justice, one of the things the prophets have been speaking about over and over and over again. This, you know, as we've been walking through this season, is um, the people's uh, kind of commitment, if you will, to to injustice, and that's all sorts of, of injustice that's abounding in the streets. But one of the the primary things is this kind of economic, or uh, even if you will, uh, this social injustice that's happening through the streets. And so, God in His restoration is going to call the people back to to faithful living, call the people back to, to doing justice, uh, followed by just the, the kind of this new worship calendar. So we'll, we'll see the offerings again. We'll see this uh, renewed calendar. But it's just a reminder to us that God is at work um, restoring all things. And as the people of God are sitting in exile and receiving this, this vision, it's an encouragement to them that, that full restoration is coming and that includes the place of worship, the kind of worship, but also um, the, the, the justice that will fill the streets once again. So um, we'll pick up in Ezekiel 45. But before we do, we want to do as we always do on this podcast. We want to pause and and uh, offer this moment to the Lord. Uh, Katie, would you pray for us? For sure. Father, um, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And so would you use your word today um, as we open it, as we read it together, um, as we meditate on it? God, would you would you guide us with your word? Would you shape us? And would we be open to what you have to do in us, um, even if it means letting go of things that we're holding tightly to, if it means rearranging um our, our lives, the way that we've, we've grown comfortable with. Um, so father, would we be open to your work in us? Um, thank you for your word. Thank you for this time. It's in Christ Jesus name we pray. Amen. Ezekiel 45. When you allot the land as an inheritance, you are to present to the Lord a portion of the land as a sacred district, 25,000 cubits long and 20,000 cubits wide. The entire area will be holy. Of this, a section 500 cubits square is to be for the sanctuary, with 50 cubits around it for open land. And the sacred district measure off a section 25,000 cubits long and 10,000 cubits wide. In it will be the sanctuary, the most holy place. It will be the sacred portion of the land for the priest who minister in the sanctuary and who draw near to minister before the Lord. It will be a place for their houses as well as a holy place for the sanctuary. An area 25,000 cubits long and 10,000 cubits wide will belong to the Levites who serve in the temple as their possession for towns to live in. You are to give the city as its property to an area 5,000 cubits wide and 25,000 cubits long, adjoining the sacred, the sacred portion. It will belong to all Israel. The prince will have the land bordering each side of the area formed by the sacred district and the property of the city. It will extend westward from the west side and eastward from the east side, 
running lengthwise from the western to the eastern border parallel to one of the tribal portions. This land will be his possession in Israel. And my princes will no longer oppress my people, but will allow the people of Israel to possess the land according to their tribes. This is what the sovereign Lord says. You have gone far enough, princes of Israel. Give up your violence and oppression and do what is just and right. Stop dispossessing my people, declares the sovereign Lord. You are to use accurate scales, an accurate ephah, and an accurate bath. The ephah and the bath are to be the same size, and the bath containing a tenth of homer and the ephah a tenth of a homer, and the homer is to be the standard measured for both. The shekel is to consist of 20 geras. 20 shekels plus 25 shekels plus 15 shekels equal one mina. This is the special gift you are to offer, a sixth of an ephah from each homer of wheat and a sixth of an ephah from each homer of barley. The prescribed portion of olive oil measured by the bath is a tenth of a bath from each core, which consists of ten baths or one homer, for ten baths are equivalent to a homer. Also, one sheep is to be taken from every flock of two hundred from the well-watered pastures of Israel. These will be used for the grain offerings, burnt offerings, and fellowship offerings to make atonement for the people, declares the Sovereign Lord. All the people of the land will be required to give this special offering to the prince in Israel. It will be the duty of the prince to provide the burnt offerings, grain offerings, and drink offerings at the festivals, the new moons, and the Sabbaths, at all the appointed festivals of Israel. He will provide the sin offerings, grain offerings, burnt offerings, and fellowship offerings to make atonement for the Israelites. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. In the first month, on the first day, you are to take a young bull without defect and purify the sanctuary. The priest is to take some of the blood of the sin offering and put it on the doorpost of the temples of the temple, on the four corners of the upper ledge of the altar, and on the gatepost of the inner court. You are to do the same on the seventh day of the month for anyone who sins unintentionally or through ignorance. So you are to make atonement for the temple. In the first month, on the fourteenth day, you are to observe the Passover, a festival lasting seven days, during which you shall eat bread made without yeast. On that day, the prince is to provide a bull as a sin offering for himself and for all the people of the land. Every day during the seven days of the festival, he is to provide seven bulls and seven rams without defect as a burnt offering to the Lord and a male goat for a sin offering. He is to provide as a grain offering an ephah for each bull and an ephah for each ram, along with a hen of olive oil for each ephah. During the seven days of the festival, which begins on the seventh month, on the fifteenth day, he is to make the same provision for sin offerings, burn offerings, grain offerings, and oil. Uh, man, a lot of measurement there, and a lot of <laughs> a lot of ephas, a lot of ephas, a lot of measurements that we're not accustomed to, and um, you know, a lot of times it's uh, kind of hard to translate. I mean, how much is this actually? You know, how much is the Lord actually requiring here? But you know, one of the the interesting things um, in, in this passage is the Lord is restoring these things and. And you think about a people who have been in exile who haven't really been able to participate in these festivals and, and these offerings and and those sort of things. And, and maybe the joy that was associated with a lot of them as they think back on, you know, the the for some of them, maybe have never, you know, mm-hmm. practiced some of these things. But for others, thinking back, man, those festivals, you know, we've only heard about or those, those festivals we have, you know, distant memories of, you know, being reminded that when the, the restoration comes, 
you know, we will again worship the Lord according to how he has called us to worship and just the joy that would have sparked in the people. So this, this vision that Ezekiel receives is a, is a call to hold on, you know, to hold out hope that God has not forgotten them. God has not abandoned his promises, but restoration is coming. You know, we, we see uh, a, a glimpse of that in Ezekiel 45, but as we read it, you know, and read a variety of things, what are some things that stood out to you? I think for me, just that God sees the injustice that's taking place and he sees even the hearts within the people who are participating in the injustice and um, he makes it known and he makes it known that that that's not going to happen, you know, with, with the restoration, um, that things are going to be just and fair and done um, with hearts that are for others um, and not for selfish gain. And so I think, I thought that was um, interesting that like he just makes it known that that's been happening. He knows that that's been happening because I'm sure people thought that they were doing it, you know, and getting off like scot-free or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I, God sees and he, he knows and he does something about it and he longs um, to make things right. And that's just a, a glimpse of the heart of God. No, one of the, I mean, you know, he's restoring Israel and there's all the measurements. I, for one, thought it was 11 baths were equivalent to a Homer, but it's 10. <laughs> so that was like, I needed that. Stop. But no, I'm being silly. But there is that in the restoration. Yeah, the details matter. The Lord really cares about so many things here. But yeah, it's what you kind of alluded to, Katie. You know, these have been the people who, you know, were not using accurate skills. They were not being fair to one another and, and and the people. And so he, the invitation of, of the sovereign Lord, you know, you've gone far enough, you know, like give up your violence and oppression and do what's just and right. You mm-hmm. are to use accurate skills. And so there is an invitation that, you know, to be restored back to the Lord. And, you know, this kind of fights against, you know, some of the, just the culture we experience even down here and kind of, you know, the Bible belt and we have a, you know, Christianity's had a long history and, and there is always those ideas though of like, well, let me just pray the prayer, get right with God. And then like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it several times. And those are some of the themes that keep coming up in the prophets, but like, it's like, yeah, well, getting right also means like you're going to live in a new way. Mm-hmm. And part of that is not being violent or oppressive and not being unfair, um, but living in a righteous and in a holy way, in a way that turns away from the the former way of life into this new way of life. Mm-hmm. And we see the frustration of the people of Israel. They can't seem to do it over and over again. It's all throughout the Old Testament. But yet, you know, in the New Testament, um, we, we get to see, and we've even seen glimpses of it in Ezekiel of the, the Valley of Dry Bones coming to life. And, you know, this is a work of the Lord in our lives to, to make us into that type of people. Mm-hmm. But we can fight against it and the people of Israel fight against it. But we know and, and the word of God tells us time and time again and invites us into what what we should be as as the people of, of the Lord. And we see a glimpse of that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we also see, you know, you are talking about it, but you, you have to love verse 9 when it says, this is what the sovereign Lord says, you have gone far enough, princes of Israel. You know, then up to this point, I mean, so many of the people that were meant to rule over Israel have been just corrupt leaders and those who have defied the word of the Lord and those who have actually rebelled against him and then led others to rebel against him as well. And, you know, the sovereign Lord says, this is it. You know, I'm going to raise up a leader, 
you know, and, and who, who is no longer going to participate in injustice, but actually do justice, mm-hmm. you know, love what is right. And in our hearts, you know, long for, for this kind of leader. And obviously we, we know, you know, from the story of scripture, who it is that, that God will raise up, you know, who is the, the mm-hmm. true king, the true ruler that our hearts long for. But, but even here you get the, that kind of anticipation in, in the Lord saying, you know, that's it. And, and the mm-hmm. restoration is to come. You know, no longer will there be a prince who rules over, a king who rules over, who is, you know, uh, lacking in justice, but will be just. And Mm -hmm. this is what our hearts long for. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for Ezekiel 45 and the reminder that um, you are at work restoring all things. Um, Father, you are, um, you have, you are prepared a place where you will dwell again, the most holy place you've raised up. Um, Jesus, the one who always does what is right, uh, who loves justice, um, who loves mercy. And, and Father, our hearts long um, for, for his rule, for his reign. And uh, we pray as he taught us to pray that, um, Father, that your will would, that your kingdom would come, your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. So would you usher it in? Father, help us to live in light of that today. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.